Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dates and Yak Show. I'm Chris Dayton, and alongside me today, filling in for the lovely Amber Yaklin, is one of our own from the Dayton Group of Realtors, Mr. Chad Walls. Say hello, Chad. Hello, everyone. Glad to be on the show. Having a little fun filling in for Amber while she's enjoying much better weather than we are. Yeah, it's a little cold outside, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> if you count throwing water in the air and it freezes. Tad bit nipply, I would say. <laughs> All right. I can always do the old man voice. You know, my buddy Aaron loves that. He's like, back in my day, we didn't quit school. We only quit cable. <laughs> yeah, you quit cable. That's right. That's the only thing you quit. That's right. And Comcast. Seriously, Comcast. Don't get me started. Anyway, we're going to have a little fun today. We're hanging out. Um, and, of course, uh, doing this right actually from my, my living room here in Milford, which is great. And my buddy Chad comes over. He's so excited to be part of this. Brings over a little Stella Artois. Going to be a good podcast. Yeah, might as well have a beer and talk about stuff. Yeah, so what do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, you know, there's so much going on, and I think one of the biggest things that's out there, and it's been out there for a few years, is, and that I've experienced myself, is <clears throat> student loans and student debt. Dude, killer. I'm paying on student loans. I don't have a degree. Yikes. That's insane. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, oh, it depends. I mean, maybe you just wised up before <laughs> you're like, I'm not going to spend any more money. Well, there's that too, but I mean... Having 10, 20, 30, 40 grand in student loan debt and nothing to show for it, and then you go out into the world and it doesn't matter because the things you learn in, in school towards, I mean, of course, there's certain things. If you're a doctor, if you're an engineer, if you're a lawyer, there's a lot of studying yeah, that needs to be involved. Glad my in sister went to school. Right. <laughs> 100%. I'm glad she did too. But there's a lot of things. If you're going, what do you need a degree for to go in sales, right? Yeah, you learn better on the job. Yeah. Or from somebody who's actually been doing the type of sales. Right. Uh, and there's so many professions out there like real estate. Do you need a degree to be a real estate agent? Yeah, and if I was going to go back, you know, if I was actually going to go all the way through, and a lot of people don't know this, but I, I actually did not graduate from college. Uh, I have... Made it to my senior year at uh, the lovely Michigan State University, Gus Spartans. Um, but uh, ended up not finishing out and going and getting a job and getting married and doing all that other stuff, but uh, just starting a life. If I was to go back, and if real estate required a degree, it should be in communication. For sure. Without a doubt. Totally in communication. Right. And I know that... <clears throat> Kind of going off that too is uh, Aaron Bador, who runs 87 Media for us and does some of that stuff. He talks about that. He's been was, on the show. Yeah, and I was having a conversation with him about that. Of so, if a degree is in communications, so four four years you get it done, but then the landscape of social media and whatnot has has changed. So yeah, it changes, you, it's it's so rapid; it's changing everything all the time. So you get that degree, but what does it mean in four years when it's all different from what you just learned? Right. Yeah, you're constantly learning. I mean, right. I think that's the thing, too. So maybe, maybe not getting a degree in communication, but a, uh, a degree in uh, psychology. Yeah. Understanding people. 
Because I've always said that, you know, that I would go back if I was going to get a college degree. It would probably be with a major in communication and then a minor in psychology. Because if you can understand people and then communicate, you pretty much go into any industry, not just real estate. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing with with sales. I mean, anything, you know, kind of like learning that stuff in sales or the communication. Because that's another thing that people want to go and get degrees for business administration or for business manage management. Right. Can you can you learn how to manage someone from a textbook? I mean, yes, when Billy speaks out of turn. Yeah. Make sure you reprimand him immediately and swiftly right. and firmly. And then you put him in the corner, put a dunce cap on him. <laughs> you sit in the corner yeah. and you think about what you have done. Exactly. So it's it's funny the amount of money spent on those things. Even my my wife has a bachelor's degree, paying it on those student loans too, and she's working as a as a manager at a retail store. Right. So what does it matter? Her degree is in HR, and she's working on the front end. I think a lot of people would tell you, you know, that have gotten their. It's almost like the degree is the marathon. Like, did you finish the race? Yeah. So to speak, and then once you get there, you know, from an employer standpoint. You know, if you're hiring somebody, you know, now if I'm hiring somebody and I want to know if they have a degree, all that tells me is that they have the ability to follow instructions and that they're compliant. Which is great for me as an employer. (laughs) As an employer, that's exactly what you're looking for. You're not looking for somebody to rock the boat and reinvent the wheel that you've already created. So, um, no, yeah, I do. I think there's a big problem, though. You know, have you heard about those two new skyscrapers going in downtown Detroit? Uh Uh-huh. You got the one, um, I think they're both bedrock, but the, there's the one that's on Woodward um, that's going to be taller than the Rensen. Oh, and really? They, yeah, they got some really cool graphics out. And then there was another one they just announced, too. Both of these are billion-dollar projects, right? And going to be mixed-use retail. They're going to have a nice component of office space and also um, residential uh, right in the heart of downtown. Uh, Detroit, and so, interestingly enough, one of the biggest problems they have: not enough labor, not enough skilled labor, <laughs> electricians, plumbers, framework, people who can build billion-dollar buildings. Right? What a problem! And, it's be- and honestly, it's because everybody, these kids these days, they're like, "Well, you got to go to, got to go get good grades and go to college and go get a degree and then become a Starbucks barista." Right. You know, or serve me some TGI Fridays. Right. And then hope that companies like Starbucks will chip in to pay for that degree that you're getting. And the crazy thing is, like, when you look at what you just mentioned is there's not enough labor. I mean, if my wife asked me to do something around the house, I can hammer a nail on the wall. But in terms of if we need to remodel our kitchen, our bathroom, I don't really know what I'm doing. And I have no idea where to start besides tearing stuff up and making it look like a mess. Right. So then I can make the mess. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can do that really, really well. And then the other thing I was thinking is that as you look into real estate and all that involves, like you just said, I mean, there's so many different parts of real estate and what goes into real estate with your home, such as, I mean, the lawn, if you're going to, uh, what's it called? Landscape. Oh, yeah. Landscape. Yeah. If you're going to remodel anything, if you're going to pave a driveway, like all that stuff is typically not the same company, a plumber, 
everything like that. And there needs to be people who know how to do those things. Right. Or else, I mean, when's the last time that you hired a plumber or something and it was a 20-year-old kid coming over? Yeah. So what happens in 20 years? When there's no... Right. Who does... Who fills the gap there? Well, it's interesting because my brother-in-law is actually now a foreman electrician. And he crushes it. He's, you know, he's my age. Yeah. He's a couple years older than me, but, you know, he, he went through that. He didn't go to school. He came out... And, and then a lot of times I often think, God, he was actually really, really smart. And outside of the stress of like, you know, they got to go from job to job and they're always hoping that there's other jobs. Well, now the economy's just crushing it. So uh, there's, right. gonna, you know, there's always going to be that work now, at least for the foreseeable next decade. Uh, you know, as they're building skyscrapers and things like that. Well, guess what? When, when the skyscrapers pull in all the talent from the area, guess what gets left behind? Well... We got a lot of projects that are going to be sitting there, uh, working on things. Right. So, are they going to go take a job where they get paid a hundred thousand dollars, or where they get paid a thousand dollars? So it pulls all that labor from somewhere. Yeah, I mean builders. We're seeing it in the builders and the trades too. You know, new construction. Yeah, it's booming, but they're having a hard time hitting their their production cycles. It's, guys are just taking the next best job. I mean, another builder comes in and goes, "Hey, I'll pay you." you know, 50% more to come work on my project. And those guys aren't, they're not exactly company men. Right. <laughs> they're be like, I'm going where the money is. And uh, I don't blame them. I mean, don't we do the same thing? If I could charge right. more money selling a house, I would. I would absolutely charge more. Right. I mean, when you have to run somebody all over town and stuff to find them a house and, and there's always this issue, this issue or that issue and, and you're working on your butt off. Well, yeah, you want to charge more more anything and you want to get as much out of it that you can as a salesperson right well let's i mean like so how did you get started in real estate like what what made you start and go get your license uh it was actually you um really i mean i don't i don't think i know this story so this is is great i mean it was just kind of you know seeing that looking at things that you know can pay off in the future in a long-term way and seeing real estate, and people are always buying and selling houses. Gotta have shelter. Right. So if if there's anything that is truly future-proof, I mean, it's something such as real estate. And every time we're back in 07, 08, where there's a huge crisis, it's almost like, because there's how many real estate agents in Michigan right now? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, a lot, probably. Over 10,000, right? Oh, yeah, there's 10,000 just in southeast Michigan. There's... Oh. Probably, if I had to guess, there's probably twenty to twenty five thousand. So there's that many just in Michigan alone. And back when oh seven oh eight, I wish we had the numbers on this. I mean, how many agents would you say there was in real estate in Michigan? That okay. number probably fell off dr- dramatically. Well, yeah, a lot of people left, left the business because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't get any business done. Right, but somebody was making money in real estate, right? Oh yeah. Anytime there's a turn in the market, there's that's just signals opportunity. Right. For market share. So what do you think was like the big difference between the people who left the real estate business? Because there was probably some people who were pretty good producers too who left the industry. But then the people who stayed in the industry and came out 09, 10, 11 when everything started to really turn and they just started crushing it. What do you think was the difference between the people who left and those who stayed? 
I think it's, well, it's a good question, a good lead in. I definitely think it revolves around mastery. And I think too many, too many people are not willing to absolutely do what it takes to get to the mastery level. They want it too fast. They want to show up, they want to pass their license, and then they want to go solve million dollar homes. And it just doesn't really work that way. You got to figure out and kind of quote unquote pay your dues. It's funny because, um, I typically don't get too political uh, on this. I have my Amber won't let me. She just doesn't. She just gives me the look. Like it's good that I'm here. Then don't do it. That's right. Let's, Let's do this. roll. So you know, it's funny because you know, a lot of people get fired up about who's president and who's not president and who's been president and who might be president. And now all the the candidates are coming out for the 2020. Well, the CEO of Starbucks is talking about making a run. Oh. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. I saw no, I there was mean, a little feud going on. He, le- he leans a little left, but, you know, I, I mean, honestly, if there was ever a chance for somebody to come in and be, like, in the middle, you know, not crazy far left and not over the top to the right, then this is now. In, in our political climate, this, somebody can come in and be in the middle and actually get it done. And I say that because... It's funny because then uh, our good friend, what is her name, Alexandria Cortez Cortez or oh, yeah. Ontario Cortez, AOC, <laughs> the crazy senator from uh, DC, I think. She's oh, she's from New York actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's from New York, and uh, she came out and said, blasted the CEO of Starbucks and said, you know, somebody needs to tell these billionaires that they need to earn their bootstraps. And that, that maybe they should try starting at the bottom and working their way up, which is fantastic. It's so fantastic. Because you're a 25-year-old senator making 180 grand a year. Yeah, I think she's 29 or whatever. Okay, yeah, so. Whatever. <laughs> Who doesn't know anything? Former bartender. And yeah. uh, by the way, do you know his, the CEO story of Starbucks? No. Yeah. Totally worked his way up. He was a barista. Oh, wow. Yeah. He started at the bottom and worked his way all the way up to becoming uh, CEO of Starbucks. So I think he's earned his due. Yeah. Maybe he knows a little bit. Right, maybe a little doing, bit. Just a little bit. But, I mean, that's the thing. And, and today, like, these people are like, oh, you got to earn your keep. And they don't recognize people who haven't done that, and they don't recognize people who have. Yeah, I mean, what is the stat, isn't it? There's, It's over 80% of millionaires are... Or did not uh, inherit any of that wealth. So a good portion of people who are very, very wealthy have done it all on their own. Right. So to like say something like that is just a complete lack of understanding of what actually happens out there. And the fact that people who do make money, like you said, they've, it's like they find that mastery level and they just get it. And they persevere and they're persistent and they go right at whatever they want to do and they don't stop yeah they focus yeah on what is producing and they let all the other stuff watershed off the back no issues like eh, it's not important it's like uh i listened recently to the book shoe dog by phil knight the uh owner of nike have you heard that Mm -mm. so he kind of did the same thing he started he got these sneakers from a japanese company would get them in like a boatload literally Across, <laughs> across, across the, the water, yeah. And he would throw them in the back of his trunk and go around to uh, to like different track track meets 
in uh, Oregon where he's, where he's from, California, because he ran track in college, and just sell cleats for track and field out of the trunk of his car. And then he hired one guy to start selling cleats for him, and then two, and then three, and then started popping up different locations in, in different areas. And he, I mean, talk about doing the work. He did everything. He sold. He had to figure out the operations of the business. He would fly out to Japan to figure out deals with these guys who there's a massive language barrier or just a cultural barrier about how how Japanese people do business differently. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just an incredible story. And if kind of similar to, what's his name, Howard Howard Schultz, is that the yeah, CEO yeah. guy? Sorry. Right? Yeah, I never said his name, um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Howard Schultz. Yeah, so a similar story of, like the reason that those people are there is because they completely get what like everything about the whole business and they've done their time and they've completed the mastery level of whatever it is that they're doing it's funny because even my first year of real estate uh i started feeling like i had some transferable skills from previous you know careers and things like that that i did and a lot of people ask me like wow you seem to be pretty good at this and and yet i would still argue I had a long way to go in real estate. Just because you have the skill set doesn't mean you've applied it in this arena and have the experience yet to really rely on. Uh, it's tough. It's a tough business. Yeah, uh, definitely. And where do you, something I was just thinking was, where do you see like yourself in, let's say, 10 years or what happens? Like, How do you see yourself safe, safeguarding the next time there's a huge economic downturn and the real estate market kind of goes goes down and turns into a bear market look it's all about relationships i mean at the end of the day what i would tell anybody in any profession is they need to be developing strong relationships within their community become well known social media is used for all the wrong platform reasons that people use it to like bitch about all these things on facebook oh that's not the point of it no it's not. Even though I know today I posted about how I hate Comcast and I was pitching up the storm. <laughs> it's so about true. It. it is. It's true. And uh, it's a long story. But everybody hates Comcast. Right. So, moving right along. It is not supposed... I think, you know, internally, or not internally, but I would bet that when Zucks, those guys were creating Facebook... I don't think their idea was for people to have a bulletin board of their own to shout their own hate and rhetoric and divisiveness at the at the top of their lungs. Right. I think it was to connect people, to share your life with people and give a window into your life. And too many people just want to use it as a platform to, to argue and debate and gosh, I just don't see anyone having ever changed their mind reading a, a Facebook <laughs> thread. And be like, you know what? Gosh dang it, that's a really good point. I am voting for a Republican now. Right, you even know? though you just <laughs> even though you just cussed at me through whatever keyboard that you're using, you know what? You're right. That is a great point. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's ever happened. It's never happened. But you know, if people used it as a way to get to be known or, you know, say, Hey, I just went to this restaurant in downtown Milford, Gravity. It was awesome. Uh, Carrie, our server, is amazing. She well, took totally take. What's that? Hot take? Yeah, hot take. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, don't throw me off my game. But seriously, so it, it's a, 
it's a way to like promote things that are important to you. And then, of course, people would argue, well, the politics. Chris, don't you think the future of our country is important? Yeah, shut up. You're not George Washington. <laughs> we're not doing a revolution here. And we're not going to civil war. You know, it's just people want to fantasize about that almost, which is dangerous in itself, but whatever. I just think people need to go ahead and focus on their own mm. shit. I would agree. And funny that you mentioned Facebook, too, because Mark Zuckerberg went to college and dropped out. Yeah, he so, sure did. Kind of funny. He sure did. So what's your favorite thing about real estate? Since I got you on the, on the hook here, we're going to wrap up, but i got a few questions for you. I'd say my favorite thing is when you when you understand and you know you really start to see how different your viewpoints are compared to everyone else's. Because what you like or don't like about a certain area or a certain house, you might be talking with, with someone else or another client of yours and they love it. Right. You might absolutely hate it and they love it. And you're like, why would you like green colored walls? Like, I hate green colored walls. And they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I grew up with these, that, and this is always what I want in a house. You're like, all right, sweet, let's help you buy it. <laughs> it so reminds me of the Hulk. Yeah. It's just always, always different with every person because none of us are the same. Right. So you like the career? Yeah. So far, so good? Definitely. Sean, you got big plans for 2019? Got to. Always got to January 1st, right? Sit down, write your list of goals. Today's actually the last day, you know, January. How'd yeah. you do on your uh, goals this month? It's been a tough year, but <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Tough month. Yeah, it's it's only a month, but uh, definitely uh, progressing well. It's looking good. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good year. How about you? Yeah, off to a good start. Yeah. Market is uh, warm. And you're going on vacation soon? Yes. Somewhere warmer than... Michigan? The polar vortex? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny because it's supposed to warm up and it's going to melt all the snow and everything and then it's going to get freezing cold again. And uh, I'm not going to care because I'm going to be in the Caribbean <laughs> and relaxing. So, uh, yeah. Any of the last final thoughts here? Yeah. Who do you got for the Super Bowl? Patriots, Dude, Rams. That's a great question. I mean, you're not even going to be in the U.S. I'm going to be watching it, though, uh, for sure. <laughs> Uh, just uh, hopefully they have endless beer and endless wings. That would be awesome. There you go. Uh, I think for me, it's tough to vote against or you know bet against Tom Brady, man. Especially when he lost last year. Dude threw for 500 yards in the Super Bowl last year, like he was playing Madden. <laughs> right. He's you think so he's, old. You think he's not going to be pissed off this year? He already is. And I think, you know, I think the problem is, honestly, here's what I really think. I think the Rams are a great organization. I think they're very, very good. Uh, in fact, I could see them winning. Obviously, you can see either team winning. But that being said, I think there's such a disparity at the quarterback position. 100%. You know, come on. The greatest quarterback ever, The like greatest of all time, not arguably. Hands down. <laughs> there's no question. I'm sure someone would want to argue they're on idiot. Facebook. They're stupid. <laughs> and they're not changing my mind, no matter what they say. Uh, greatest of all time. Going against a guy who's in the, that spotlight for the first time. Like 24 years old. Yeah. I mean, and do I think Jared Goff is probably going to win a couple Super Bowls? Yeah. It's just not this year. Right. Just not this year. So, 
even though I picked the Rams. All right. <laughs> well, sweet. Thanks for having me on the show, Chris. Yeah, appreciate I appreciate it. it. Thanks for going out of town, Amber. Amber, we miss you. Come back safely. We love you. Your fans love you. People all across the country, they don't call and comment about me. They call and comment about Amber. So that's a true story. <laughs> anyway, over and out, guys. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you think about mastery and uh, maybe the current state of affairs in our country and lack thereof of people wanting to uh, take mastery seriously. Over and out. We'll catch you next week.